About five years ago, Lincoln initiated a new design theme for its lineup called Quiet Flight. Instead of adopting a sporty, aggressive look like its competitors, the company chose to go in the opposite direction. On this week's show, David Woodhouse, the design director of Lincoln, discusses how the new styling elements are helping to distinguish it from the competition. From New York City, here's your host, John McElroy. I want to thank you all for joining us on AutoLine this week. And today, the topic is all about the Lincoln Motor Company, especially from a design standpoint. The reason for that is we have David Woodhouse, the design director for the Lincoln Motor Company. And David, great to have you on the show. Great today. to be here. Thank you, John. Also joining us today are Carl Brower, the executive publisher of Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. And Dan Carney is a freelancer, and you may have read his stories in Popular Science and Motor Trend, and great to have the both of you guys here, too. Glad to Thank be you. Here. Well, David, let's get into it. One thing I find so interesting about Lincoln these days is you're talking about a theme for the brand being quiet flight. Mm -hmm. You're the designer. What does quiet flight mean, and how do you take a term like that and, and turn it into design? So Quiet Flight came up out of uh, what we saw as a, a desire appeal from our customers about five years ago. And it was quite brave. It was actually to do quite the opposite of some of our competitors who we see as being very sports oriented and performance. And this was about setting out a quieter luxury. Um, so it's a very interesting process. We, it's a new brand essence, a new design vision. And we rallied around four tenants that we call beauty, gliding, human, and sanctuary. So it's bringing those sort of abstract tenants to life in the designs. How do you, okay, you take those four terms, you take quiet flight. Can you give us some specifics, some four instances yeah. of how you've translated that so into design? As an example, we use the beauty tenants. I mean, obviously beauty is ubiquitous, but you try and qualify that for Lincoln about elegance. And this is partly, um, partly um, to do with the legacy of Lincoln, but also what's relevant for the future. So elegance is the qualifier of beauty. Gliding is another example, really talks about the gesture of the car. So that this, this idea that we're sort of pursuing an anti-wedge gesture, pulling down towards the rear. I call it like an in-flight gesture. If you think about a plane in flight or a bird or a wing, it's pulling down towards the back. So two, two examples. I mean, I think it's interesting that you've been able to clearly translate this into multiple vehicles within the Lincoln lineup where you're getting these concept and these basic design messages sent, but you're still giving enough personality to each vehicle within the brand so that you don't have what I remember hearing being referred to as uh, different cuts of the same sausage. There was a, I think we all know which car company was called that, right? But where you basically had models and it was just how long are they? That's the difference. Everything else is identical on all the models. And there's not that feel across the SUVs or the sedan. Yeah, uh, I, I think we've got a, we've got a great great breadth of products, mm -hmm. and as you say, I think it's about setting the right tenants, the right principles, having some signature elements, but then having the breadth to be able to apply it to different types of vehicle, and and and, uh, and actually you know pull out the character of each one independently. It's very important. Exactly. One of those signature elements that you mention is that each of the current 
new models has introduced with a, uh, a signature color for its interior. Mm -hmm. Have you been gratified by a customer's response to those unique colors and have you been maybe surprised by competitors' lack of response to those unique colors that you're offering? Yeah, so we, you know, within the design team, we try and set up a very inspirational story, uh, primarily to inspire the team itself. But a, a great example, I think, is with Navigator. So you know with the, the black label themes, we've got what we call Yacht Club. And, and that really was inspired by the story that we set up, which was about a family living in New, New York and traveling to the Hamptons to, the, to their yacht. And, you know, everything that, that might be around that to make the perfect journey but that in itself, that story created the inspiration for the colors that, that developed into the, into the Yacht Club theme in Black Label. And I think, yeah, we, we do see a lot of inspiration from some of our competitors about the sort of dark, foreboding, masculine. And I think it's actually leaning into our heritage and being more American in the exuberance of the colors that we're developing. But why do you think they're not seeing that yet? Um, I think it's, you know, it goes to the core of a brand and I think if you've got something in the legacy that you can lean into and it's truly yours, uh, then it's obviously genuine. I think a lot of the uh, competitors out there, obviously, they're more uh, masculine, they're more complex, they're more, more uh, honoring the machine, right? which, is, which is more about a dark, foreboding interior than a, than a light or playful or colorful one. Right. Every designer who gets to take control of a brand, and you've taken control of Lincoln, the first thing they do, I think, is put a new face on the vehicle. Talk about that a little bit, because you've got a totally different looking grill, and there's this little bump up at the bottom of the grill that I just find intriguing, but it's more of a curiosity of why you added that. Yeah, the, the, the signature grill as we developed it, you know, some years ago, um, it was obviously to set the brand in the right place as a premium player. I mean, I think there's a logic that every luxury and premium player has a central, <laughs> centralized, dominant signature grill. Um, and then, really, we were seeking a signature of that grill that would differentiate us and be unique. So, you know, the proportions, the tapering, and the, the aspect, John, that you refer to, actually, you know, we look at this across uh, a spectrum of product. It's got to be applicable across the range. And then we look about the signature, not just uh, up close, but the down the road impression. And I think if you see one of our vehicles in, in the rear view mirror, you'll see how the light travels across that lower uh, plinth or shelf. And then there's this joggle, and that joggle is deliberate to draw your attention to the badge. So it's, it's a very deliberate play in the, the way it's formulated to, to catch your eye be different to the competitors and highlight the badge itself. So is that a new technical term I have to learn, joggle? That's what you refer to it as? <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about the process of arriving at that new grill across the entire model line after a seemingly a many year process? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think we're actually, the automotive design business is one of the most iterative design businesses in the world. I mean, we, we have a huge array of talent and then the application of that talent to lots of different ideas. And, you know, I, I think a lot of them end up on the cutting room floor, right? I mean, we, we have to go through a process of elimination to find the very best solution. And that, that's the product, you know, this signature grill is really the product of that. I was thinking in terms of uh, proliferating it through the new models, uh, replacing the previous styling. Oh, yeah, so, okay. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's just a more natural human 
uh, element that again relays back to luxury and premium vehicles and that was really the goal. Something unique, distinguished, differentiated from the competitors but absolutely appropriate to what we wanted to achieve. Is it frustrating when the products that don't align with that are still out there though and you're still having some of each? Um, I think we're pretty much done there. Right, I so it must be a range is complete again. Yeah, I think there might be one outlier in the, in the China market at the moment, okay. but that would be very soon replaced. Uh, so, I, you know, it's great to see the whole lineup looking continuous and consistent again. Yeah. You'd mentioned lighting. Uh, I think the exterior lighting on the vehicles, again, they're distinctive between each vehicle, but they have a similar feel to them like they should. I, I'm I've personally been fascinating at how the technological capabilities of vehicle lighting over the last five to ten years has really evolved and allowed all the brands to have their own kind of distinctive, you know, it's not just a round headlight anymore, even a round, a round or square was like the big news once upon a time. Now there are so many shapes going on of the headlight and so many lighting elements and shapes within the headlight, which can be any shape. What were some of the guiding factors for Lincoln that led you to where the lighting end up on your vehicles? I, th I think similar to the grill, we're looking for distinguishing, differentiated uh, solutions. So, you know, you can see we're looking now at the range and as we look across there, mm -hmm. you can see we've got that signature element. So I think it's, it's, it's great that the technology is there, that we can utilize and enable unique signatures and that's exactly what we've tried to do. And you can see the walk from the smaller product to the larger one. Navigator actually gets a, a double-decker, a twin element, right, because the size and scale of that product. So it's about clever application, using these technologies in, in the right way. Well, and then it goes beyond the headlights too, right? You've got puddle mirrors that can do all sorts the, the of embrace, crazy things. The embrace, the embrace yeah. as you approach yeah, the vehicle, yeah. the, 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 you know, yeah, the, the lit star. Yeah, the yeah. grills, the different parts of the cars, the, the vehicles that'll light up for yeah. you. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to talk about the light on the console? that's projected down yeah, on the Yeah, yeah, so the, the Corsair is a great example. You know, we, we try and do something very different on the interiors, open up the space around the occupants. So the console, we've got this beautiful floating volumes. It's kind of cantilevered. Um, and to highlight that, we have this beautiful little projected Lincoln logo, um, which has got a functional benefit as well. It illuminates what's in the storage there. But, it, but you know, there's always going to be that little delight uh, feature of that as well. David, talk about the fact, too, that you've got long horizontal lines in all these vehicles. Why? So, yeah, if you think back uh, a few years, when I, when I came back to the brand, we had this twin cockpit theme. So, you know, what does cockpit mean? It, it's really an analogy of fighter pilot and race car driver. It's not really about luxury. So I really wanted to break up the philosophy of the interior into this uh, horizontal emphasis, coast to coast, full width, linear, and of, of course, John, what, what does that signify, what does it mean? It opens up the space, it exaggerates the width, so the feeling of more space, even on a smaller product, is, is really important. But it, again, I think it is back to being truly American, and it, and it might sound a little bit odd coming from uh, originally a Brit, but sometimes an outsider can see these things you know, quite clearly, and I think the linear linearity of the IP is wholly American. You know, the, it, it goes back to maybe subconsciously the landscape, American landscape, you know, the horizon. There is also what you call, I think, speed shapes on the doors that is to help bring your eye to the very edges to make it look even wider. Yeah, I mean, so we'll use any tool we can to exaggerate that read. You know, I, I always think about interior design being a little bit like, like theater design. 
where you've got a limited space and you've got to make an impression of something else, right? So forced perspectives, um, any cue that we can be, do to draw the eye out as wide as possible. Um, even the, the landscape and typography of the dashboard on Navigator has a tapering to one side. So that from the passenger point, you look across, and it was just, or sorry, from the driver point, it's big here and it goes smaller, so it's going to look even bigger, right, than it, than it actually is. I, I know, obviously, that China has become a, a huge market for every global automaker. You know, we're in New York right now, but truthfully, if you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere in China now. Um, Lincoln's doing quite well in China, and you mentioned the idea of which side's the steering wheel on, so that's one big difference, but otherwise, you guys have to make vehicles that work in global markets. You cannot design a Lincoln for the U.S. or a Lincoln for China or a Lincoln for India. You have to design Lincolns that work everywhere. Absolutely. We're in, I think, 22 or 26 uh, markets around the world. So we're in, we're, we are a global brand. We're in most places around the world, really, except Europe. Um, but I think you're, you're absolutely right. The priority for us uh, these days, as it is for a lot of manufacturers, is... North America and China, and everything we do um, is really, you know, with, with those markets in mind, for sure. And how's Lincoln doing in China? It's doing well. I mean, we, we've actually recently in America, we're, we're growing sales month on month, the, sa the same as China, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has Infinity's recent withdrawal from Europe sort of explained Lincoln's absence from there? Is it not um, necessarily attractive for everybody? Yeah, may, maybe. I, I don't know their situation, but uh, I, know, I know that our focus is, is these two major markets of the world. Yeah. David, uh, we've got the Corsair sitting behind us. One thing I find interesting is how you've treated the rear end of the vehicle. Uh, you know, we had Jim Farley on the show a month or a month and a half ago, and he was talking about changing the silhouettes of yeah. crossovers. Yeah, yeah. Y you've got this roof line that sort of plunges toward the end, and then you got a hint of a bustle back on the end, too. I, and I shouldn't be saying it. You, you should explain. What, what's sort of the philosophy of changing the silhouette so it doesn't look like everything else? Well, I think on the rear end, like the front end, where the, the signature is the grill, the rear end, our signature is the, is the full width coast to coast taillights. Um, and again, back to the linearity of the back, it's all to bring the emphasis down, right? So it might seem a little odd on an SUV, but if you can bring the emphasis lower, obviously the thing is going to sit, uh, the stance is going to be better, it's going to sit on the road a lot better. And, and there's a few other aspects to that as well, John, which. Um, the Corsair, although despite its segment size, I think the read on the road is going to be bigger than reality. Again, a little bit like the interiors in a way, it's going to be a product that's going to sort of punch above its weight. So the stature of the front end, the beautiful volumes at the rear, like a layer cake, is going to really sit well uh, on the road. I think it's going to, be, going to look great on the road. You know. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite aspects of the vehicle, I didn't recognize immediately until I saw your uh, designers sketching it out on some of the monitors that we've got in here, but it is that S-curve that's on the side. And when I first heard S-curve, I thought you meant when you were standing like maybe in the corner looking at the at the uh, vertical surface, and there's a bit of a, there's a curve there too, but it does have an S-curve that shoots from the yeah. front of the driver's side or the, or the passenger front door back through the back door and then back down again, but it's very subtle. Yeah. Which to me is what great design is. Great design is something that doesn't hit you over the head. It's something that you can't put your finger on until you look closer. And I really like that, that so, S-curve. Yeah, I, I talked with my team about S-curve or S-section. Mm -hmm. 
And basically, uh, this is a very innate human tool or aspect again, where you've got colliding positive or negative form. Um, if you think about the surface of a wa water and the reflections on water, that's all because of positive and negative form interplaying. Mm -hmm. So when this happens on a product, and in fact, you know, I could give you examples of the most beautiful classic cars, the, the most beautiful cars in the world that have always had these S sections. Mm -hmm. So when those sections interplay, you get this puddling and light reflection. And really, you know, this is something I, I, I drive with my team to try and uh, use this tool anywhere we can. Because where you get surfaces like that, you get beauty in the product. You get surfaces that draw you in and, and create attention. Mm -hmm. And it, it's that idea of something that you keep going back to and keep discovering something you haven't found before. So, you know, as, as you see Corsair on the road or see images of it, you'll see that those S-section highlights in the middle of the car are just singing. They're always changing and moving. Yeah, with the, the, depending on the lighting and the color of the car, it's going to really yeah. kind of rotate and pop yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are some of the design cues that have been enabled by improving production technology, things that you couldn't have done five or ten years ago? Yeah, so a great one is that S-curve because this is actually the, the deepest draw um, door pressing we've ever achieved. And when I think about it, you know, the whole time we were developing the clay, obviously the, the co-creation, co-functioning of the team, we've always got team members coming in saying, you know, that we need to add this radius or do this to make this work or stampable. And the whole time we were developing this clay, I was expecting the fee stamping guy to, to come around the corner <laughs> nope. and say, you've, you've got to pull that section out 20 mil unless we can't, we can't achieve it. And, and he never did. Wow. And in recent years, I've caught him in the cold. I'm like, how do we do it? And it was basically through predictive analytics in the stamping that have allowed us to get this deep. Wow. So years ago, there'd always be a little bit of you know, thumb in the air and a little bit of safety uh, dialed into every aspect. Oh. These days, we can get a lot closer to that edge of you know, material stretch breaking. Right. So we can get a lot closer to it to achieve things like the body section on Corsair. One other design element that you seem to be going for is the floating roof. So you've got the glass and all the pillars that support the glass have been blacked out. You know, explain a little bit of the philosophy or the thinking behind that. So uh, again, two, two aspects of that. One is to create a unique signature. So again, you know, we, we do a kind of very analytical uh, survey of our competitors. What are they all doing? You know, cadet roofs, very straight, um, body color all the way through. And we try and generate something that is unique, unique in the market that will, that will be differentiated. So we believe this fast-falling signature combined with the blackout is, is a unique signature, John. And the other aspect is blacking out those pillars uh, leaves the eye to, to go wide again. So what it does, it, it draws the emphasis lower and it draws the emphasis longer. So of course, you know, uh, fundamentals longer, lower, wider is always going to look better, right? Really simple stuff. How do you address that in a world of SUVs? It, it's still within, within the uh, segment of SUV, within that vehicle type. We still want to be a longer, lower emphasis. We'll always look better. Right. You know, one other aspect that I love that Lincoln did is instead of door chimes or some sort of warning chime, you guys went to the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and brought in a couple of musicians to figure that out. Did this idea come out of design, marketing, uh, I, or how did that all I, happen? I, I can't take credit for that, but I, I think uh, within, the, within the team, 
Uh, the idea of quiet flight has really hit home with all the engineering, marketing, everyone at Lincoln. So it's, it's an idea and a philosophy that everyone's bought into and feels very strongly and passionate about. So I, I think that search for humanity in the product, you know, one of our key tenants uh, was to create sounds that are a lot more natural, harmonious and, and beautiful at the end of the day. So I think it fits really well with our design philosophy and brand, brand philosophy. The other thing I like on the interior is the use of graphics on the screens, the instrument cluster and the like. In fact, yes. you've got this uh, selection of different driving mode, modes. Mode control. Yeah, yeah so yeah. if you're in snow or mud yeah. or, or what have yeah. you, you can, but you came up with these little animations. Go into that because I've not seen anybody do that. So again, every opportunity of delight, creating something special, so yeah, they're, they're like snow globes, right? So the, the artwork, I mean, they really are like beautiful artwork in their own right. And it was about trying to create something very intuitive, very natural, everyone understands what it is that's de depicted there, but trying to create this delight in the, in the artwork itself, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought that came off pretty well, because everybody else just gives, I don't know, some sort of generic kind of symbols or something not a little red, animation you know there's yeah, like yeah. some red signals that you know the dash goes red and it's like oh now it's in sport mode but yeah you guys same similar along those lines as far as the delight and and it's also an audible element is the audio system right the mm -hmm. Ravel, right that i remember hearing for the first time a couple of years ago in one of your earlier models at one of the car shows and i'm a bit of an audiophile and i was highly impressed with with the speaker placement and how that created the soundstage within the vehicle. Uh, and you mentioned again that, like previous Ravel Lincoln collaborations, there's a very specific placement and engineering. I mean, that was taken into account heavily with where the audio system was set up in this vehicle. Uh, absolutely. So uh, we have a very special partnership with Harman, mm -hmm. and Revel is their highest, you know, quality sound <laughs> system. So, uh, you know, again, it goes back to kind of basics that we, we understood that the luxury customer, there's two things that they really appreciate the most, and that's comfort in the seating, hence the perfect position seat, and, and the quality of the sound. So, yeah, we have a partnership with Harman. We do a lot of work on the exact positioning and packaging uh, of those speakers on the interior. Yeah. yeah, if it lives up to the previous efforts, I'm sure it's going to be great. What, what I like, too, is you even styled the speaker grills and I know on an earlier model, you guys had done a pattern and the sound engineers came back and said, nah, that pattern of holes is not going to work. And you came up with something that is equally beautiful, but still works from an audio standpoint. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's got a metal mesh, and a, but it's a special pattern within, within that material. Uh, so yeah, a lot of time and attention, and you, you're quite right, even the, the pattern itself, we have to develop with Harman, yes. Yeah, yeah. Audio companies appreciate that, don't they? When yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't just say, Hi all right, lighting the here, here's your holes, now stick the speakers in there. When you actually are willing to say, okay, where should we put the speakers? What should the design of the speaker grill look like? I think yeah. they are quite appreciative of that. Yeah, absolutely. Does the availability of a panoramic sunroof affect the design of the interior? If you, you know that it will be lit from above by this expansive window, how does that influence the styling that you, you apply? Yeah, I, there are quite serious aspects to that and uh, we, we pay a lot of attention to veiling glare as we call it so the, the glare on the screens you notice all the touch screens are, are vertically orientated they're not they're not lent back and that's that's a very different uh, very deliberate to mediate that uh, that problem yeah absolutely you know Dan alluded earlier I'd like to go back to that the use of colors inside in fact in the new Corsair there's this blue trim in the seats the instrument panel the door trim I happen to love it 
but I'm just wondering, you know, dealers tend to order what they think is going to sell. They don't yeah. like taking risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to get the dealers to start ordering these beautiful so colors? I think that's a special order item. And we, we really wanted to put something more exuberant out there that we, that we felt was the right kind of colorway for this audience, so more youthful uh, and more expressive. And I, th I think we've achieved it. It's like a very vivid blue with this beautiful white accent. So, you know, I, I just, I hope this is a bit of a renaissance of colors on interiors, in automotive interiors. I hope so too. No, I'm a huge fan of that. I, I mean, you talk about Lincoln's history and, and heritage and, you know, in the 60s, I, I grew up after the 60s, but I, I'm a huge fan of that design era and the cars from that era. And the fact you could go get cars with red or silver, you could get cars with silver, you know. Plaid. Not, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. even plaid. get plaid. Not, and metallic, we're not, not, yeah, not gray, yeah, but yeah. silver yeah, yeah. seat covers and all. Yeah, yeah. And I've always thought it was so boring by the time I was getting my license, you know, it's like, you know, everything's black. Why is everything black? And when I'm buying a premium car these days, I feel that way even stronger. It's like, look, I can get black on the most inexpensive car. They all can have black. If I'm spending big bucks and I've got a premium badge on the outside, please give me something more than black. And yeah. so I'm really yeah. excited yeah. about the it, level of This is the cycle of trends. Yeah. You know, when all the colors were there, everyone wanted to go black. Yeah. And, and now hopefully it's going <laughs> to, I, I personally, I'd love to see those metallic leathers again. Yeah, yeah. they were really cool. Yeah. So what's next? How, how do you take quiet flight to another level? So I, I think we've got to a great standard now uh, across our range, John. I mean, you look from Navigator to Aviator to Nautilus and now Corsair and, of course, Continental and uh, the other sedan, the Z. Um, I think we've got a great standard of products at, at this point in time. Um, this product and Aviator really set the tone in the interior of Navigator for, for the future of Lincoln at this point. And consistency is the first point of, you know, just getting to that really good standard. My, my hope is that as we move forward, we get more exuberant uh, and more flair and more panache. You know, th this is, to me, this is the first step. And the next step would go beyond this. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I can't wait to see what you come out with. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> David Woodhouse, thanks so much for your time today. Pleasure. Really good. Pleasure, John. Carl Brower, Dan Carney, thank you guys too. Really Thanks interesting discussion you. about where Lincoln is going.